Namaste everyone. Welcome to the seventh module and introduction to the synthesis of yoga. For this, we have Dr. Alok Pandey ji with us. Dr. Alok Pandey needs no introduction. He has been with us throughout this year-long journey. But for the sake of those who are joining us newly for this module, Dr. Alok Pandey, the doctor. author and motivational speaker from the sri aurobindo ashram pondicherry he will be speaking on the topic all life is secret yoga i welcome dr alok pandey ji to today's lecture namaste sir namaste all life is a secret yoga of nature this is one of the mahavakyas of sri aurobindo which occurs in the synthesis of yoga under the chapter title the integral perfection as the name itself implies integral perfection shubindu gave us a new goal of yoga a goal that is newest of the new and yet when seen from another angle is the oldest of the old the newness of the goal is that instead of an escape from life into nirvana moksha or even sometimes a supra terrestrial state like narada dwelling with his lord into the beyond shobindo's yoga emphasizes on perfection here upon earth but this perfection itself is many layered at each level we find a perfection there is a perfection of the plant kingdom where it enters into its maximum possibilities and a kind of interchange with the world around it it thrives survives grows creates out of itself many other similar prototypes and thereby there is a balance of creation which is maintained so this is one kind of perfection this is also the perfection of the animal world where each type grows to its maximum possibilities and thereby it again grows evolves survives uh, evolves within its own limits not evolves that way but yes grows and reproduces similar kinds of uh, of its species and finds its own place in the vast cosmic uh, you know creation and then comes the human perfection now when it comes to human beings there is a limited human perfection which is uh, what we normally call as the ethical moral or religious perfection where we expect a human being to live according to certain standards either the standards of the times that one lives in or a religious textbook or the accepted moral norms of the society and those who live according to that are regarded as virtuous or perfect people but in human beings with the coming of human beings a new tendency starts which we don't find in the animal kingdom it is to go beyond whatever nature's first mold is given to us this is so much inbuilt in our software and in our hardware also though we, we don't touch it now but it's so much inbuilt even in the hardware it's true that even our body tends to try to exceed itself and as the uh, you know olympic records will show us the records in cricket games will show that even the body tries to exceed there is a change in the very body structure the neuronal structure in the brain all this is happening but this striving towards something greater than man is given to man and that's why he is on one side most discontented of all creatures on the other side he is the fittest candidate meant for yoga for what is meant by yoga is essentially as the word implies to unite to join to join what is parted parted not in essentiality but parted in our consciousness so what is it with which we are parted or we seem to be disunited one we are evidently parted with the world around us we don't know we don't have the secret of how to harmonize even between two people forget about the rest of creation we don't know how to organize even with the dumb mute plants and animal life which really doesn't do any harm to us we it's parted it's there is a sense of separation we are parted in another sense that we are parted from our own soul we don't know who we truly are and we are parted from our own highest self the divine being from whom we have emerged and <clears throat> if this was enough 
still yoga can take us to here but shurbinda brings in that new element we are parted from our own highest and deepest possibilities now this possibility is not just of our soul uniting with the divine but possibilities that in nature are hidden and concealed so here in shurbinda brings us a new truth which is so evident as i said oldest of the old if we look at this world one thing we all know that change is permanent <laughs> so <laughs> the one thing which is certain is change but what this change is we don't understand so some people flow with the change but they don't know where the change is going so they end up end up with fashion flow with life that's one way of living that change is accepted second who are worry of the change because it's um, we don't understand what's happening so they fall back into rigid kind of conservatism because they can't understand which way the world is going there's a third type who completely discard the whole world of change as appearances which are ever changing and withdraw into some kind of a silent peak to find the stable basis the shiva's breast on which the kali's dance is taking place kali's dance is tremendous for the human consciousness so one longs for the shiva's breast where one can rest in peace two ways to rest in peace rather only one way one is the rip but that's not really rest in peace <laughs> but the real rest in peace we are not like shiva but a shiva so this is the way people handle change but to handle change is one of the most important secrets one has to learn so how does nature handle change and there we find a very interesting secret about life and about yoga nature handles change by throwing a challenge and one has to take the challenge adapt evolve and not evolve and adapt by cutting oneself off but by integrating this is something very interesting nature takes in the challenge goes through processes different kinds of processes mostly unconscious processes and then it learns to adapt in ways wherein the um, species evolves and along with that the environment also it forms a new kind of relationship with the environment it's because there is a conscious intelligence hidden within creation this is what is uh, if we go to it still deeper root we say the divine is hidden in all things uh, so i'll just give you an example in botany as very amazing these very fascinating facts but just one thing just one of the many many things so there is a there tree there is a tree when it tries to throw a root down and supposing it encounters a rocky layer so what does the tree do uh, we human beings if we encounter rock we say we are we are not concerned we'll go elsewhere and we'll find another rock worse than the first one so we come back we don't know which rock is better but what does the tree do it out of itself takes out a substance i'm forgetting the name of the tree but i am not talking of science fiction but something much better than science fiction so it these little drops go on to the rock and the rock begins to melt little by little by little by little till it finally knows how to bore a hole through the rock and the roots go out through the rock now you see it's amazing it's a wonder of nature where the rock and the tree have learned to coexist and and the tree draws minerals from the rock <laughs> learning to adapt integrate and assimilate so what is this process of nature is it just a meaningless thing going around is it just some kind of a uh, you know chance random accidents but if we look at nature closely one has to be blind to call it uh, you know a random process it looks random because we don't know um, what really is happening we don't know all the forces that are active at any given point of time and sometimes our language fails and baffles us supposing we were to say oh the tree is um, intelligent and uh, you know behaving in manner which is very intelligent people will laugh at us well the tree may not be intelligent but there is this intelligence which is operating within the tree there is an intelligence operating within the matter dumb matter within atoms electrons and everywhere and what is this intelligence doing so here comes shurbindo with a very very interesting answer now this is there in uh, hinted in some of the ancient lore like the dashavatar and uh, some places uh, vedanta speaks about evolution of the soul tantra speaks about evolution of forms and it uh, does say that 84 lakh yonis after which human beings are prepared so there are several parallel processes going on one is that in the dumb creation what is nature doing it is bringing out possibilities that are hidden after all what is a plant plant is nothing but a living rock so out of <laughs> 
out and it feeds on the rock minerals and all those things so it feeds on it but a new species comes all together new with new possibilities a rock cannot multiply though there is also a, you know there are places where there is actually a rock which multiplies no one knows how but that's a different thing so now the plant when when the plant life comes it is holds on to the rock you see the algae it's very difficult to understand whether they are living or not when they are you know stuck to the rock this uh, book illusions by richard bach you know starts with that and something very fascinating to look at all this but then afterwards this algae the first little green layer it will grow into variety of plants and trees and fruits and flowers all this so new possibilities comes out of where out of rock rock itself has come out of where out of nothingness and <clears throat> from where people derive their gospel of nothingness but ask them that how did nothingness give rise to somethingness one is at loss because there is something hidden inside concealed within creation that is the divine consciousness this we know we we speak about divine being hidden in creation but what is he doing there his work is not just to intervene time to time when we call him and suddenly he comes and intervenes there is something going on tremendous and that something is divine is bringing himself out and who is the one who is doing this work on his behalf it is nature she is creating different names and forms for the divine to uh, you know enter like houses she is building just like we have the story in manu and shatrupa story let me not go into the temptation for too many stories but then this is what is happening that she builds a form invites the divine in what divine comes and inhabits it but the form can only allow only a little bit of the divine consciousness to express so he says ma'am you have done a good job but i need a little bigger room you see do you remember that story of satyavrat and the fish which grows bigger and bigger every time it turns back the fish says i have grown bigger get me a bigger bowl so something like this happens the consciousness expands and there is no uh, so when the consciousness expands it needs a new form so as it expands a new form emerges out of the plant animal form emerges so it can allow for swiftness it can allow for expansion more than even a small bird though the tree is much bigger on which it takes shelter but the bird's range of movement is much more it can migrate through miles and miles so um, or the fishes so even though the form is small the possibility of consciousness moving through a wide range begins to Uh, manifest in the animal world so and then through the different layers of the animal world uh, it's a fascinating story and i think we should not get into that then comes man so what happens in man in man there is the there comes the mind so mind has its own way of you know bringing out the possibilities inside so like just we were discussing on the walk that you know exoplanets and their new planets which purely by virtual reality people are creating where people go have a meeting maybe have chai samosa and whatever not so this is how the mind is beginning to conceive new possibilities and based on these new possibilities new kinds of you know from within the human being we often see our children too smart with the smartphone and i am not right now speaking in favor or against the smartphone that's not the subject but see what's happening we just casually uh, gloss over it oh, the bachcho ke hath mein phone de do bas busy ho jate but you see, if you see closely what's happening that which takes somebody like my generation so much more time to learn <laughs> they just pick up so fast what's happening a kind of intuitive sense of handling the gadgets is coming up they don't use these words they don't understand it this way but they handle it so intuitively give them a machine and they tuck 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 uh, it's not like they they are learning it uh, in a conscious way but new things which are hidden inside have to emerge the point is that through all this process nature is trying to what we call as evolution is nothing else but manifestation nature is trying to manifest the possibilities of the divine consciousness which is hidden in creation so what is there is manifested it has manifested rocks and um, rivers and you know in the material world it has manifested beauty of form it has manifested various uh, possibilities like life takes the form of a flowing river life likes to flow or maruts you know when uh, the winds are blowing around the sun shining so all the symbols 
of the divine it has tried to create in material form that's what nature has done it's so marvelous and because the vedic rishis knew it they knew that the symbol can be connected to the reality so they didn't have to build a temple so much like you see the sun every morning and pray to it uh, just now we heard such a beautiful invocation of uh, you know the most auspicious form of savitri it's an invocation of the sun where is the where is the temple of the sun the whole universe is the temple of the sun every morning um, ritual is offered in the temple of the sun by whom by nature how does it offer the ritual the little bird on the bow will you know call us shuru ho gaya hai puja utho 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 wake up wake up call uh, shubhendu uses the word the bird calls from every bow then you see the winds the priestly winds and uh, where is the altar for this sun earth herself becomes the altar that light up um, uh, so so the sun is lit up and um, the rivers uh, you know when you just when the morning sun you see the same water and you see the same water when the sun is setting everything as if is celebrating and consecrating a ritual worship is going on in the unseen temple of the <laughs> or the seen temple of the unseen lord Uh, recreating that so uh, when we know how to connect it's a different kind of story altogether so now all this in the plant world it brings out life now with the coming of life dynamic force consciousness trying to reach out to million things um, to uh, join them together life has this tendency to want to join together matter cannot it's a very very separate distinct thing but uh, with life comes this tendency to join to unite first glimmers jets of not love we can't call it love but jets of sense appeal in which love tends to flow see in animals um, uh, other than snake perhaps even in snake we don't know but there some semblance snakes and fishes you don't find it really but if you see the birds and further this sense of care this uh, you know uh, wanting to protect uh, feed the younger interestingly the cold blooded animals you don't find it <laughs> the fish and the uh, reptiles but further on you find you find it in birds you find it in the four footed animals the way they take care of the young it's just like a human being so new possibilities are beginning to emerge uh, through the same act they reproduce but the child they feel is an extension of themselves then comes man now with man still new are possibilities thought wants to know understand what this world is about and with this thought wanting to understand it begins to stretch itself sound the universe at first it tries to sound it by physical means science it wants to sound the universe so it sends probes it sends uh, yarn it sends you know pandubi submarines and all these things to plumb this universe physically at the end it says there is something which escapes so it wants to go beyond it wants to catch that hidden thread of life and ultimately going through all these processes at some point it says okay but who am i in this dungeon laboring who am i what is it that i am doing and that's when conscious yoga starts but who took man up to this point how did man reach this point it's not disconnected it's not like we are hanging in a vacuum and suddenly one day we say okay let's do yoga let's go to a there is a long process in which everything feeds the inner fire without our knowing it strangely things which we call as pleasure dump the fire so that's why indian civilization knowing this always if you look at the way science developed and you know we had science we had um you know medicine everything was there but it never went to develop in this way that it can completely stifle the fire it was always okay that's fine but let this grow because this is the most important thing so uh, this feeds the fire but most importantly pain feeds the fire uh, when things are taken away from us now you see all this is play of nature so nature when it sees that you know we are too much asleep so it says look here boy don't be you know you're too happy with life no that's what they say that who is this spoiled sport okay fine you're too happy yes life is so wonderful it is what a grace it is my husband is or wife is uh, mr perfect uh, tick mark my child the most obedient child in the world tick mark uh, he is going to the best school in the city tick mark everything is tick mark and you feel blessed but nature thinks otherwise you have stopped growing so what does it do it punctures one of the bubbles <laughs> it just needs a small little prick 
just punctures one of the bubbles and then we go through all that hey what happened grace where are you you have become cruel but actually that's the grace now the grace has come grace decided that this fellow is sleeping too long and then the grace comes and we want to know what is this world who am i why what is there a god or not that is the time we remember god otherwise god is there but a neat image of god he is there to give us all that we need after that he should be shut off in his little prison you know many of the temples or places are you know or or in a cupboard we shut him out you stay there i'll come and pray you give me what i want so this is how one continues in life till a time comes when one wants to make sense of all this and that's when conscious yoga seeking thirst um yoga is not about learning a process or a method uh, in nature it doesn't work like that how does nature operate it creates a seeking an urge in animals it's not a seeking but an urge why because there is a challenge of life when there is a challenge one wants to go past that challenge and thereby there is a urge inside and that urge eventually changes uh, you know a zebra into a giraffe because you know it faces the challenges so human beings we we also when we face challenges it time comes when this urge changes into a conscious seeking and when it changes into a conscious seeking then conscious yoga begins so what was happening till now that is also yoga who was doing it we have this uh, a strange anthropomorphic view of life that you know everything we are the doers consciousness comes with us there is no consciousness in plants animals or anything and even god comes with us we are the ones who define and describe god and uh, this whole creation is meant for us even god if at all is meant to keep us at the center this anthropomorphic view when it collapses and we want to know the origin the source that's when yoga begins but up till this point there is a yoga going on in nature and who does the yoga as we see in beautifully described in the gita that it's he the divine being present immanent divine in creation he is doing the yoga he is doing the yagna so through the yagna new things are emerging you put uh, the old into the yagna and new things emerge there is a whole interchange and a process going on so the same thing is happening in creation that every creature is bringing its own little cry into this uh, feeding into this vast fire what is nature doing nature all the creatures when they have put their cry into the bundle it lifts it to the uh, sun how does it do it through the trees through the cry of things through the mountains speaks they are all nature's ways of reaching it out to the sun through the trendles of the trees and then after a while the sun goes into quiescence there is a quietude and then sun comes out with new possibilities which emerge in creation every day this happens countless things so this is exactly what yoga is about when we offer something of ourselves to the divine what 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 ultimately happens through that process divine accepts for a long time it's a process which seems mechanical but the divine is watching over he it is he who has given us the aspiration and the inspiration to start the process he has already initiated that's why shubhendra says he who has chosen the infinite has been chosen by the infinite but after a while he says okay fine i say my yes so then the a new process begins that whatever we have given to the divine that comes out in a more luminous in a more beautiful form this is the offering in the vedic yogas where we speak about the ghritam being offered and you know it uh, the illumined intellect and it becomes more and more wider more intuitive more revelatory so when our thoughts what what does it mean practically in modern terms is that when we offer our thoughts to the divine direct them to the divine when we read about the divine when we want to understand the divine then our mentality begins to grow luminous this is exactly what the vedic yoga is uh, but now in a more psychological way we have to understand it same way with our life force when we offer a life force to the divine for the divine service for the divine work then what happens this life force becomes more and more luminous luminous steeds it's no more like a tired spent force you know the way it, it is presently and the same way if we can offer our bodies activities to the divine make our every day a prayer and a worship every action of the body then the body itself will one day become a luminous vessel it's already on the way towards it so this unconscious or subconscious yoga which is going on in nature where nature is offering everything on our behalf to the lord and whatever lord gives to nature nature 
distributes it to everyone according to our receptivity and capacity. Now nature has created out of all this process a man, a being. Uh, very interestingly, who is called as Purusha. Uh, not Purusha in the sense that we are only Purushas and Stri. Uh, but Purusha in the sense, this Purusha which is in everybody. So, why this word? Because he has a capacity or a possibility to become one with the Lord. Man is a part creator. That is the beauty of man. Something of the Maya, that power to build forms is given to man. Through his imagination he builds, through his intelligence he builds. So in him, in human beings, intelligence, the operations of intelligence can become more and more conscious. And not only more and more conscious, they can be upgraded to higher and higher possibilities. It can become a luminous intelligence, it can become an intuitive intelligence, a revelatory intelligence, an all-comprehending intelligence. So all these possibilities begin to emerge in a human being through the conscious yoga. So subconscious yoga takes place, all life is a subconscious yoga because we don't know its goal, its purpose. Most of us live like that. Let's now zoom in on only on human beings. But through all the tussle of life, some wisdom comes with the graying of hair, hopefully. That's why people say, Baal sukhai nahi hai dhup mein. So it's what happens When we go through the process We stumble, we fall, we rise, we wake up All this happens Looks like a very random process But it's not random Behind the randomness there is a purpose That is the beauty and when we understand it Then we love the play because it's a play Actually it's a play Even the danger, difficulty So a person who goes through all this By the time he is 80 You see the difference between how Truly a grandparent should I don't know whether they do it or not but uh, generally it is believed that they do. And um, the third generation, you know, grandparenting is given only to human beings. And the beauty is that when uh, the child makes little mistakes and parents are very serious, you know, they are in 30s and they are very... And parents, parents, what do they say? Are you also used to do it. <laughs> now what has happened? They have grown wiser through all this. They understand that it's not about the fall, it's about the rise after the fall. But parents are worried about the fall. <laughs> because <laughs> So they say, you also went through this process. Every time you fall and you rise, you grow in strength. So then, I am not saying that falling is a good way of rising, <laughs> growing in strength. But it's inevitable in the course of life, so many things come and happen. And every time we take it as a challenge. So when we look at life, we realize that in everybody this yoga is going on. Only the person is not conscious. Every time a heart breaks, which is so common during adolescence. So what does a human being do? If you look at the processes ultimately, he ultimately grows into a more luminous love. Of course, he can shrink. For a moment, he shrinks. But then he, when he comes out, he is a wiser person with a wider love, with a more vaster, with an ability to accommodate, adapt, adjust to many things which otherwise he would not have had he not gone through this process. So some changes take place. But this is a very, very slow process with much waste. We don't want a person to have, you know, 10 heartbreaks to learn how to love. It's a very wasteful process, certainly. <laughs> but why not that right from the beginning, if we can learn how to love without going through this process? So it is possible, says yoga, if, you, if your heart can tap the source of love, if you can join with the all love, then that love will begin to love in us and through us. I am just giving one example. And the same thing with mind. It goes through so many mistakes, errors, even sometimes in the name of truth, in the name of science, in the name of all kinds of things, resisting all temptation to get into that, you know, scientific debate. But after all, what happens? After two years, we realize, you no, know, this is not it. Something else is needed. After another 10 years, we realize something else is needed. So this is such a wasteful process. But if you, a yogi, he turns this intelligence towards the divine, in search of the divine. So he is not lost to this understanding of creation. This is what Sri speaks of in integral yoga. Of course, there is a kind of yoga where he says, I have nothing to do with the world, I just turn and... Just know the one. That is one kind of yoga. But Shurabindu speaks of the integral yoga, where there is integral perfection. Can our human intelligence know about the workings of creation in a much deeper, completer, um, wider, wiser, and not only know, but with a much powerful, more capacity to manipulate? Because knowledge is empowerment. 
And Shurabindu would say yes. So when we read Shurabindu, he speaks of things, what a virus is, how exactly you can deal with life, what is steam, what is Agni, all this. Now we have two choices, either to accept that he is a yogi and can know better than us. Or we say, no, no, we will discover it in our own way. So when we say, we will do it our own way. What is that way, scientific way? Then it's a long subconscious yoga. Eventually we will discover. One day we will discover that we were just being fooled by a little tiny creature because we were too much glued and hypnotized by the creature. So we couldn't really uh, understand what's behind the creature and what's within us. So one day we will learn, maybe after 100 years. After all, from Spanish flu till today, we haven't really learnt anything. The same social distancing, masks and uh, vaccine. This is the same process. That means we really didn't learn going through all this process. But there are within the body untapped potential. Now, when we, the moment we start looking at it, yogis are known. I mean, I've been in Ladakh where lamas, for example, they can, um, you know, to become the head lama, the, the, the ultimate fellow, he has to... Um, sit in cold winter night by the side of the river, soak a blanket in the cold river, wrap it around his um, you know chest and by the heat generated by tapas, he has to dry it, do it 21 times before you know he can. Now this is the tremendous way he has learned that vital energy conserved can be so powerful. Now when somebody has this kind of a vital energy, it's not Highest spiritual yoga, but just the vital energy, look at the possibility that you can move around bare bodied, not recommended, of course, it's not decent either. But you can imagine that this is the possibility in a human body. I think that uh, new movie which has come, um, is it new? Doctor Strange, four years, There's many other cocoon that there are possibilities inside us bringing out those possibilities is manifestation yoga is meant to assist in the divine manifestation it is sahi yoga why the divine created all this uh, hangama or tamasha or mela whatever we call it if it was only to quit so shirbinda gives us this fresh perspective not a perspective but for our purposes for the purposes of uh, limitations of language, we may use the word perspective or viewpoint or whatever we want to put it, that all evolution is a manifestation. And all that is happening in creation, it has started with this one word that I want to become many. And with that one power, all creation, executive force, shakti, went, became nature, this material nature and says, I'll do it. And she's busy doing it. So whatever is happening on earth, we call as creation at its bottom, it's a manifestation. Through names and forms, the nameless and the formless is manifesting himself. So then we can join this stream. When we look at it, then yoga is no more unnatural or abnormal. It's not like given to Caesar what is due to Caesar and given to the, you know, uh, give to the devil what is due to the devil. No. Give to the Rome what is due to Rome. No, it's not that. Because it's uh, Caesar and Rome are two ways of looking at one reality. The divine and his creation are not two, but one reality. There are two ways of looking at it. Divine standing back from the creation is uh, the one. But divine throwing himself into creation is the same divine who has become all this. Now when we look at all this, then we understand that the yoga is not something abnormal that one does, secluding oneself from this whole world, isolating in the kewa. No, through the life processes. The mother, there is a beautiful prayer where she says that hours of contemplation help us to unite with the divine. They are necessary to disengage from this whole machinery of nature and learn to go within and to try to aspire and find the divine source. She says it's necessary. But she says equally necessary are those hours when we go through life and all the elements of our nature are, have to pass through the anvil where they are purified. So, this means that yoga is a 24-7 process. It's not a process which is done only in... In fact, at one place, the mother even goes on to say that uh, you can progress through meditation, but uh, work done with the right attitude, you can progress 10 times more. 10 times. And the mother and Shubhindo are not known to exaggerate even one iota of anything. So, how? Because we are normally doing the same work, but we are doing with one attitude, money... 
um, name, fame, ambition, house, all these things. But when we do work as a dedicated offering, as a seva of the divine, then the whole life begins to change. So th the same processes that we do, same thing, nothing else, same thing with the heart, to learn to love in the true way, human beings, plants, animals, everything. That how does the divine love this creation? Can I carry a little bit one out of hundredth part of that and love this world and everything within it? So that means inwardly we will remain connected with the divine from whom we will keep receiving that infinite source of from, from right from the source. And then we are just like a spreading, radiating channel and instrument. So same processes but we have to undergo an inner change. The inner change is that right now these processes are very diffused, chaotic, disorderly because nature works like that. We are part of the mass. So she is acting on everybody together. It's like a classroom where there are 100 students and nature cannot attend to, I mean the teacher cannot attend to everyone. So, so many hands are being raised, there is chaos in the class. That's how nature operates because it's like a mass consciousness. But there are some individuals which is who have become conscious enough that nature says, I can't handle this school is of ignorance, is the child is exceptional, take it. So the Divine Mother takes now that child out of that school and puts the child into the free progress system of the Divine. What is the free progress system? You progress according to your soul need, not according to, you know, that was the whole purpose. If you look at the ashram, it's an educational institution. Uh, and the educational institution is a part of the ashram. It's very interesting. So, in fact, the acceptance of education means that we accept evolution. Otherwise, why would we accept education? That we can learn, we can grow, we can bring out new things. So, this is what is going on. So, in that process, when we take to that second step, we are out of the school of nature, which uh, where we progress through much pain, suffering, ignorance, when we start progressing consciously, then there are conscious processes, which means we have to learn to focus, concentrate. We have to understand this is the purpose. The purpose is not satisfying our ego. Purpose is not to satisfy my desired self. Purpose is not to gather name, fame, money and all the rest. The purpose is to become a pure and perfect channel, flawless and faithful instrument, strong and supple vehicle, wide and plastic vessel of the divine. So that he pours and as he pours, the instrument becomes upgraded. This is what Sri Aurobindo brings in. That ultimately, inner consciousness, revelations, all this can come. But the instrument is still uh, too crude. So our physical instrument, which has been created by nature so far, still has a lot of animal stuff in it. Only this little brain, where the prefrontal cortex, some rational possibility and little bit is there. The emotions have been brought under reason. That's how in this human brain we see this. And there is something else which is uh, jutting out, the prefrontal area, which we don't know what it is meant for. There are areas in brain where we don't know. So nature is trying to work upon that instrument. But it will take maybe 10,000 years through all this process. But we can do it consciously by linking our intelligence to the divine. Okay, that sounds very difficult. Okay, just read Shirobindra and the mother. Just read Savitri. So what happens is now... See, it's a, engaging in yoga. When I read, my eyes are involved, my nervous system is involved, my hands are involved. And if I write, even these are involved. And the messages are going to the brain. And from the brain, they are going into something still deeper. And a response comes. So the brain begins to get molded because it's the first organ that has to be molded. If the brain and the heart are not ready, the rest of the part cannot immediately receive it. Because they are the one who have to make the rest of the body conscious. And then slowly... Because we allow the greater consciousness, the higher consciousness to pass through the body again and again and again. That's why some people don't understand lifelong engagement with yoga. What does it mean? Because we are working. When we work like that, slowly, slowly that greater consciousness begins to pour and pour and pour and pour. And some change like the tree dropping one drop after another of another of something from inside and the body begins to change. This is something which people observe here. It's amazing. It is something to be seen, to be believed. Aging tends to slow down. I won't use the word stop. Of course, the vital completely stops aging. 
that's a different story <laughs> whatever you want to understand it why does it stop aging it doesn't the sense that you know um you are 60 70 80 just just goes away that's how it happens the body ages but still begins to slow down why because a new consciousness begins to work upon it one of the first effect of the new consciousness will be to delay the aging prolong life not by any external processes not by kaya kalpa vigyan this used to be done by by but by this process that inwardly outward this is the change which ultimately this is the process of all authentic change kayakalp is fine but it's like an individual goes and goes through a processes shut himself down like the eagle sheds the old all this dead tissue and all and comes out new but only the body even an imagine an asura can do it and what what would happen if the consciousness is not changed but here through this constant pouring in matter begins to get impacted people often say i don't understand shurbindo what should i do said read it so what is the people you know this one big problem with human consciousness is what is the advantage you know once uh, amrita was reading and uh, shubindo was passing by and he saw and he saw him reading he said very good very good he was reading portions of the life divine from the arya and uh, he said uh, sir i don't understand it doesn't matter you read it why because shubindo is a perfect gentleman he will not say why <laughs> but imagine when you are reading this consciousness is going inside ultimately they are capsules of light we won't isn't it the experience of so many that initially they don't understand but after 10 years a understanding begins to emerge i know so many people who say this and then it is not just about understanding she has said that her uh, his words will create new brain cells why because she is the great creatrix nature is only a delegate power so she is the great creatrix so she starts tweaking 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 but of course because we are interconnected that's how the yoga of nature operates you don't have a freak uh, superhuman being but we are interconnected so the this process translates into a collective change which we see happening in children which we see happening in more and more youngsters nowadays often people say where is the supramental change happening so i tell them look into the um, some of the youngsters so where are they so i have number of names youngsters and children so i say i'll give you the names you talk to them you'll see different an age when they should be doing some other things they are here they want to you know engage with this yoga why because the very body is changing mother has gone to that extent that she has brought in the supramental chip if i may use the word though she said the new substance it has entered into nature and she has accepted it it means that all the children were born the moment you take a human body earlier taking a human body was oh my god even for a great being it was oh i have entered a prison now taking the human body you will taste something which one has never tasted before because a new substance is integrated with the with nature paucity of time and that's not the main subject so i'm not going into its detail 1958 uh, mother's message where you know this new substance has been integrated so the very body is beginning to change and just imagine its far reaching implications 50 years down the line people have to change the aircraft why because uh, girls have grown taller have you noticed that girls are growing taller so nice it's happening you know the changes are taking place and many of the characteristics which strongly distinguished man and woman they are changing so the result is this is just 50 years 60 years imagine these changes are in geometric progression once they pick up 200 300 down the line you will have a human being with a different brain altogether and he will look at us and laugh at us when we will say you know we used to wear masks and social distancing they laugh they'll say oh acha you didn't know no we were very ignorant we thought we are very knowledgeable oh is it you were doing such crude stuff like surgery cutting open actually you were doing it yes yes we were doing it sorry you can do it your hand can you know light can emerge and you can after all we have reached that point we will talk about ultrasound and laser surgery now where does light come from isn't if it is hidden inside it can emerge 
the body itself can become an instrument you can use the hand it's not like you will see a light emerging like this that's too much too dramatic but could it be that the healing energies can just flow from the hand and we just say and harmonize things everything is possible but we have to allow this possibility which is there in nature nature is struggling to make us make these things emerge out of the sleep and plenty of such things if you read the mother's list of 12 things which she wants to give to earth as a gift all that she wants is you be ready if she wants i mean if we are ready she will give us as a gift so all these new things are pouring in in this sense yoga is a means to participate and joyously participate what greater joy can there can be than to participate in a new creation i have never understood what is this joy that people experience in cutting off and going into nirvana well there is the joy in the sense that you are freed from the rub and the stress of life that's okay to that extent yes but this joy of exceptional joy of participating in the new creation all creation up till now is nothing else but a yoga of nature through which she is manifesting hidden divine possibilities for the fish to look at a bird fly is no less miraculous why even to look at creatures crawling on the land suddenly out of the fish world a creature rolls out and says i can live on both the fish world would have been collapsed i mean if they could have a discussion all the tv channels in the fish world would have wondered is it normal or abnormal they call it turtle but i am not sure whether you know he is a normal guy how can he live on the land and yet survive some fishes would have said he is a madcap some would have said freak miracle some would have condemned and forcibly tried to drag into the water but the turtle was here to stay kurma avatar <laughs> and to grow and to evolve into a reptile and a you know bird and beast and man so to with man man has to now enter into this great plan and become a conscious collaborator why conscious collaborator because if we don't why nature is created people don't like it they say oh my god this is very painful if we don't collaborate consciously it is far more painful look at these species that have evolved unconsciously and since we have to now individually eko hum bahushyam so each one has to individually become a vehicle of the divine consciousness how can it happen if we remain unconscious you can't create uh, you know supreme consciousness and an unconscious state they don't go together so now she has accelerated the process of becoming conscious everything in life is like evolution far fast forward and through this process we have to become conscious and use conscious means all the means are there within us we don't need anything from outside the means which are within us is will the mean that is means that is within us is faith the means that is within us is feelings the means that is within us is thought and the means that is within us which initiates us into the yoga is the aspiration all that is within us nature has given us and the patram the yagyavedi is already there the human body if you really stretch the hands and look at it it's a perfect triangle and at the center of it the fire everything the divine has given nature has created this creature and says now come with me come forward let's go together so that thousands of years of evolution tens of thousands with all the dangers and whatever can be compressed into few hundred years she says that come help me now you are grown up you were my baby when you were an animal but now you are a human being even as a human being for a long time i treated you like a kid you were busy playing with toys of cars big cars big toys now i want you to participate in the real game that practice match is over we should be happy and in that happiness in that joy we should consciously collaborate knowing fully that what we are doing is helping in the divine manifestation upon earth process will be the same new things will emerge first there will be the challenges of life outwardly inwardly then to face the challenges we have to bring out new things and when new things come we have to integrate it with the old whatever can undergo a change must undergo a change what cannot undergo a change will be thrown out as a catharsis 
and then that has to spread around in everyone because that's how all life is it is conterminous with world conterminous with creation so this is the process and uh, with this we can pause if there are any questions i'll be happy to take namaste Uh, namaste alok da this is manan i'll ask ah, a question ha ah, yes please uh, so dada in nature we see that you know you also mentioned that we see plants and animals uh, strive and spontaneously try to establish a balance with the entire ecosystem so in fact more the chaos you know more is the urge for progress to you know the impulse to establish a working order and yes. uh, you know unity but not uniformity but in terms of human beings you know why is it so difficult for us to reconcile contradictions uh, whether it be say about the objective and subjective experiences or it be about material living and spiritual world view yes. the inner and the outer inner and outer states and uh, even the essence and the form so you know yes. the vital and the mighty so i'm i'm curious to hear your thoughts on this yes. uh, and why do we always often you know even when we try to use our intellect we already have a bias that it's not always that we are not in um, awareness of it but we find it so difficult to deny and to uh, move out of our small boxes so what is at the source of this so there are two that. unique things that have happened in human beings which are the source of the difficulty you are pointing out and we have to grapple with this first is because of the necessity of each unit becoming conscious divine you know eko ham bahushyam there is the shell of the ego which is created this is not there in animal life you know so that is they escape this problem which the ego brings in and ego comes with the mind just as with life comes pain and suffering with with the mind comes ego it brings in evil it brings in deceit it brings in a host of forces because now each unit wants to survive independently in isolation with the rest this is the initial stages but uh, eventually one has to face it and overpass it the means and mechanisms are there by you know constant surrender of the ego self to the divine self but more most importantly by discovery of the psychic being so that we no more identify ourselves with the ego uh, i'm just rushing through that process the second is the inherent complexity see below for instance it's very easy for unicellular organisms to adapt because there is nothing much to really adapt but as organisms become more and more complex with human being there is tremendous complexity the whole past lives within us the fish the insect um, the animal cules the protozoans uh, and of course the that's why viruses look for human cells no as uh, Uh, because they want they they feel in the human cells something where they can actually inhabit and draw the energy from so all this complexity which comes the the tree that's why you know we become jadavat sometimes the stone the mineral we still draw life indirectly through all these processes and of course the the dinosaur um the reptile the bird the beast all of them are inside us so we have to deal with this entire range of phenomena in conscious yoga in unconscious yoga it's different nature just throws out what has to be thrown out takes up different uh, subspecies transition species and then integrates it's a unconscious process but with human beings there will be many such kind of half hearted attempts shubindu speaks about it but each of them is a necessary step it's like you know there will be several subspecies or a you know some will evolve some will become provide material for the next like that the evolution will take place it it is very unlikely that one human being will straight away from human will grow into the supramental being shurbindu in the life divine if you read through the last chapter says it's unlikely to happen like that each one will bring out some unique aspect that's part of now that is done and that's nature keeps it and then another person brings out another aspect because of this inherent complexity this harmonization is extremely difficult in human nature so these two things inherent complexity and the ego self ego self by discovering the psychic being inherent complexity can only be tackled if one knows to endure through the process of yoga in the process of yoga all this complexity will be laid bare one has to reckon with it so most of us don't like to see you know Uh, the little uh, you know brain inside us or the little dark patch inside us we are very happy looking at you know dekho 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 uski saadi par daag 
तो विद द डे वी स्टार्ट सेइंग लगा चुनरी में दाग मेरी चुनरी में भी दाग है और एक नहीं बहुत सारे दाग हैं तो वन हैज टू हैव एंड्योरेंस एंड परसिवरेंस दिस इज अ क्वालिटी व्हिच लुक्स लाइक ओ बस दिस ऑल रिक्वायर्ड इट्स मिसिंग because we get frustrated very easily we get restless we get impatient and we have to understand faith begins to falter when things emerge from once from within i have known people they go into depression even at a older age because they never imagined that they would be carrying within them things which uh, you know that neat world view that breaks down the shell the cocoon that breaks which is ego has built consciousness enlarges and the third thing which should have been the says as our consciousness begins to enlarge we start taking into ourselves others so each one becomes a representative being adding to the difficulty as if this was not <laughs> bad enough but once one learns the ropes and once one learns ki okay this is it then one enjoys the process it's like uh, you know hamam hai sab usme naha rahe hain bhagwan ka so then one enjoys because one knows that so one can go through only this faith that behind everything there is the divine grace one may not understand what's happening but there is the divine grace which is working operating which many people over a period of time learn they develop this kind of think okay i will have to confront many things within me the battle may seem prolonged like anything because each one is doing uh, let's put a figurative term uh, each one is doing the yoga for 100 persons now if all of them do the yoga then life would go much better and much faster because um, that's what a collective yoga means it's a collective yoga by its nature there is nothing like an individual supramental being it has to be a group so in the collective yoga each one either helps or hinders the others so each tendency becomes a tendency which is multiplied by Uh, the individuals who are there it circulates in the whole environment equally each victory tends to uh, percolate and permeate in others so uh, these are the three main difficulties of the yoga uh, for us uh, the ego the second is the inherent complexity and the third is because uh, we do it as a representative of course there are many other chinna uh, chinna things lower vital world subconscious all that is a different story altogether it's a big task basically we have to understand uh, you know when one turns to yoga in the beginning one has beautiful experiences psychic touches glows and one is ah wonderful this is so good yes of course wonderful they are the ones which show us that look here she is with us she says look here i am with you and that's why the first focus should be to find the psychic being then the journey is very easy otherwise when we read the live divine if the spiritual uh, higher consciousness uh, the lid breaks and it starts pouring in it can create much more chaos than we can even imagine the neat world the moral social religious world breaks because that consciousness is very different it doesn't respect any of these values here it has a different set of values how is our being going to adapt so it's only if the psychic being has stepped into the front primed the rest of the nature open to mother so that's why repeatedly should be the remind stay open to the mother and the mother would tell us endure and have faith persevere victory comes to the most persevering then this yoga can be done to the end otherwise we reach a point and then uh, start a journey again yeah, most people tend to do that they reach a point beyond which they cannot take the stress of the yoga the constant stress to change so they reach a point and then they say okay for this life this is enough this is not a good attitude attitude should be till the last breath perish or conquer whatever happens then <laughs> it's wonderful <laughs> so it needs a warrior spirit that is missing very often you know more often it's a business spirit mere ko kya mila समटाइम्स रियलाइज कुछ नहीं मिला तो क्या हुआ भगवान का काम किया इट्स ओके मंकी डिंट गेट आइदर लंका और किसकिदा प्रॉब्ली डाइड इन द प्रोज वॉट ए जॉय टू बी यू नो दैट लिटल स्क्रेल इन द गॉड्स वर्क सो इट रिक्वायर्ड सर्टन क्वालिटीज एंड एटीट्यूड्स दैट्स वाई यू सी द मदर सिंबल द ट्वेल्व आउटर रिंग सो दीज थिंग्स मस्ट बी डेवलप्ड वाइल वी गो थ्रू लाइफ out of which one quality that should be the stresses upon very much is equanimity and another one is humility third one sincerity so these are some of the qualities perseverance you know that flower psychological perfection surrender 
aspiration, courage. So these qualities will carry us through. Uh, otherwise, uh, as the yoga agni proceeds, starts ripping open all the uh, doors which are closed, <laughs> then we have to face that challenge. But it's wonderful. As I said, uh, when once you know the game, then uh, you know you know it's a delightful game which the divine is playing, and we have to just tell him that make me your dice. And throw it on the chessboard of time. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, uh, Doctor Alokda, for this wonderful answer. Uh, I would like to take one more question, and then we will wrap up. Subodh is asking. Yeah. Uh, you have mentioned about the unconscious and the subconscious yoga being present in all animal life, but the survival killer instinct of animals feels to be in contrast with this innate unifying force. how do we reconcile those oppos- opposing forces of nature yeah so in animals see survival is a first necessity not only in animal life but in all life but survival in the sense that uh, the individual units have to be ready uh, the yoga is not a mass chaotic thing so there has to be each individual unit which has to you know be well rooted firmly on the soil but this survival now comes the paradox whether survival is only through a competitive strife or through an adaptive cooperation that is the beauty of nature nature allows both lines it allows the tiger to survive by a strong competitive individualism and it allows the deer to survive through a cooperative you know there are deers one of the them is called samar i don't know whether not the one which we eat but there is this um, i don't know what it's called in english but it becomes acutely aware of the tiger far away so it will start making sounds and all other deer they understand it and they will run they have not seen the tiger because tiger is a very very cunning cat but one fellow wants and everybody runs so this is an example of cooperative <laughs> not a competitive individualism who survives nature plays the game tiger you know those comparisons so many pounds such this thing all this deer except one of those deer which is very hard looking who can really give a nice kick who survives over a period of time shubindra has a beautiful poem the tiger and the deer the tiger is near extinct because the fellow doesn't know cooperative <laughs> and the deer sprawls upon the plains of ganges and same thing we see in life troy mighty civilization brought down because all around so nature teaches you to advance along both lines but at the end it will show us that uh, our individuality must be conterminous and co-adaptive with the rest of the environment the ecosystem and if we don't do it it doesn't mind smashing but it will allow that so it has created both now individual instinct of survival is a necessity there is no doubt about it i can't be waiting for the my own samar to say that there is a danger i must be capable of dealing with the danger as it comes to my territory but when i start devouring and praying then comes the other truth the eater eating himself is eaten what happened to chengiz khan uh, alexander the samrajya jiska surya kabhi dhalta nahi tha is shrunk what happened look at modern greece look at you know um england look at chengiz khan in the mongol army which went all over the world uh, so uh, basically nature has inbuilt mechanism because she is a conscious force so what should be the reminds us she is a conscious force if there is this kind of competitive individualism goes to a point where it becomes a threat to others nature will recoil back and that recoil is very very dangerous so we learn the lesson eventually that bhalai isi mein ki sabke sath milkar chalo even in animal world the same thing applies animals have learned that look surviving as a lone like the mastodon saber tooth tiger glorious example dinosaurs you will collapse but when you take all you know, dinosaurs they literally devote the earth and look what happened after they went away when they went away you see that earth came out with many 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 uh, varieties uh, you know much more than the that paleontology that era when the dinosaurs were there so basically we have to understand there is a conscious force operating in nature both are required the survival uh, 
instinct is required because that's a part of uh, the journey uh, of man individual units have to be ready strong prepared but this survival instinct when it translates into devouring others and threatening other survival then nature has that other instinct survival is the first necessity not the last survival is only to establish our roots in the soil but beyond it there is growth evolution uh, um, uh, cooperative growth all this is part of the journey all competitive kind of individualism are for doom to failure this we'll see in times to come yeah thank you thank you aloka for so this is one thing please abhishek yeah it's not a question aloka but i have to just say thank you to you so much because 25 years ago when i sat in your clinic and i talked to you and you spoke all these things to me in like 35 minutes and i said i can't understand this is very difficult can you just give me a medicine please <laughs> <laughs> and, and now after all these years in last two years this is the first webinar when i have smiled and laughed so much it just means how much resonance has happened in these training thank you thank you so much thank I'm you so much i'm grateful for this you know the joy and i want to just give a, a trick uh, for this i don't know you know you said that you have to remember this is a game so in my family we put a alarm system on our mobile every few hours an alarm goes so we remember this is a game and you have to withdraw into the poise wow <laughs> wonderful so new ways human beings you know all of us will come up here otherwise the mind just goes into the world so thank you so much thank so much you, and uh, i'm so grateful thank you thank you yeah uh, i think there is no more to say after what rasi ji has mentioned so yeah we would now like to wrap up the session if all of us is so yes yes we can close it now